0: People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works.
1: Welcome to episode 11 of the Filmotomy podcast. Uh, my name is Robin Wright, uh, the editor-in-chief at Filmotomy.com. Uh, none of the regulars can be with us today. You Noel know, Robinson he has agreed to edit edit the podcast from me, which is very nice of him. But I'll be your host today. Uh, I'm joined by two very special guests, I've been asked to say. Um, if you can both introduce yourselves. <laughs> We'll start with Susan, if you'd just like to uh, introduce yourself, please.
2: Okay, um, I'm Susan Wazina. I used to work at USA Today for many, many years, um, covering film and being a critic, and now I freelance, and my main um, site that I write for is RogerEbert.com and several others, and I just started writing... Um, reviews for The Washington Post as a freelancer, so I'll tout that. So <laughs> It seems to be in line with the season, since The Post is a film that might be in the running.
1: Yes, absolutely. And Eric? I'm Eric
3: Anderson. I'm the founder and owner of AwardsWatch.com. I don't have quite as uh, uh, illustrious <laughs> a illustrious career as Susan. Um, but uh, I've just kind of been at this with Awards Watch for four and a half years. Um, but before that, uh, lots of activity with Awards Daily, uh, Oscar Watch. Before that, and Gold Derby.
1: Excellent. Well, welcome. Yeah, both. I do
2: Gold Derby too. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll we'll start with the we'll talk about the Screen access Guild a little bit, which is going to be the main topic. But we can touch. On the Golden Globes, not that we take those as seriously anymore, I don't think. But there's still a bit of uh, a bit of fun to see the the diversity there. The, we'll touch on the critics because it's so split this year, as as we'll discuss. It's so split. You know, there's a, there's at least six six seven eight films that are all winning director, act, you know, even the acting awards and picture. Um... So just to start, do you have any... I just wonder if you have any favourites you start at the moment. Is there any Yeah, I do think... Right, you go ahead, Susan. No. <laughs> well, Sasha, I
2: won't invoke her name, but she um, just wrote a column, and I think she's not wrong that there's like maybe eight favourites, whereas like last year, for example, was more typical with Wala Land and Moonlight kind mm. of leading you know, getting out there in the lead early, and usually there's like a third movie that is kind of a spoiler, but this year it seems that even, you know, SAG and the Globes and the Critics' Choice, which I vote for, they're kind of all over the place, Uh and you know, it's like they'll leave out certain movies that, you know, you think they should be in there, something like The Big Sick not making it for the Comedy category for the Globes, or mm. you know, I think SAG left out and tell me if I'm wrong. The Post, yeah, and right. Fan Thread and Call Me By Your Name out of the you know, and, ensemble Shape of Water. and Shape of Water, too, right? Whereas I think was it the Globes that went crazy for no, it was Critics' Choice that went crazy for uh, Shape of Water, they yeah. and the Globes, too, they the got most,
3: seven there.
2: Yeah. So, um, right. So I don't know. yeah, you know, the post. You know, screen Later and Phantom Thread did too. So who knows what's happening? But you know, there's you know obvious like uh, the Glows must have seen um, all all the money in the world, and so they had nominations for that. Over Actually, those, the only
3: organization to see it.
2: No. Really? Okay.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. They 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 pushed the deadline. For it to December fourth, and they screened it on December fourth, and at that Mm -hmm. point, they were the only people to have seen it.
2: Right, but who knows? I mean, (laughs) they what they go for the Globes like to have a good party, and I think you know they would love to have Ridley Scott and Christopher Plummer and Michelle Williams there. So, you know, not that you know they uh, why they overlooked. The post, I don't know, but you know, you would think they'd want Miller Streep and Tom Hanks, but maybe they, you well, know, the globe. Touch- the, the,
3: the globes gave it six. It's it's it's, it's all the, in there at the, the globes. screen
2: actors. They? Oh, yeah. it is okay. Yeah, okay.
3: it's the screen actors guild
2: that it, that not... overlooked. It. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry.
1: So was that anything I, to do? The, they've not seen the post, then is that is that what it is? The guild have they not seen it yet? Because it seems strange it, that they're just completely. Yeah, I think, there,
2: yeah, which is weird.
3: Well, there were two things with the post that kind of ran it into the ground. Obviously, it was a very, very late uh, screener. It even arrived after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and Thanksgiving holiday is a really good period for the SAG NomCom to to watch the films. And if it's not in there by then, your your chances are pretty low. Um, there was also a weird encoding issue with the screener, and it, it's just simply a fact of it not being seen by enough of the twenty two hundred members. But I will, I will give them this: that I am, I'm really glad that they didn't simply rubber stamp it or streep even uh, mm-hmm. by voting without having seen it. It's yeah. I have to yeah. give them credit for that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I
2: guess the fandom they didn't do the fandom thread either, right?
3: No, that was also too late. Yeah, yeah. that's a whole other issue and conversation that that you know, we could have with the whole construct of award season and release dates and uh, how how jammed this period is. I, I right. almost long and wish for the the late March and early April Oscars that it used to be, to give people time to see things. Right. Right.
2: But, uh, now, uh, you know, I participate at Gurus of Gold and Gold Derby, the predicting side of it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I have to make a choice, like, on a weekly basis of what things are (laughs) leading the pack or not. But I don't know why... But I keep feeling Dunkirk might win, just because. And the problem is Christopher Nolan. You probably know this. He doesn't like to promote this sort of stuff, so he kind of always keeps a lower profile than most directors, you know, promoting their work. And of course, it came out, you know, in the summer and everything. People pretty much know. And I think they brought it back, or they are going to bring it back to the big screen one more time. But it just seems like, you know, out of all of these, it's just, it, it. it's such an immense, you know, project that he pulled off, and it did very well in theaters, and it sort of is this, you know, there's a whole Dunkirk theme and movies, you know, coming out at the end of the year with Churchill, and, um, what's the other one? Darkest Uh-oh. Hour. Well, the yeah, Darkest Hour. And and sort of like um, I don't. It seems the most Oscar movie to me, but if they feel that given the nature of this year that they want to go for something more personal than big, I don't know if this is the year they would go for that. You know, so yeah, I, but, I know. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go it's, ahead. It,
3: It's weird because Dunkirk since the summer has been sort of like a default front runner and everybody would kind of just had it there as a placeholder until, you know, we got to the fall festivals and then that would help, you know, shape where we were going. And then that turned out to not really give us a front runner like it has before. Uh, And then the (laughs) Globes and and SAG came out and that was hopefully going to help clear things up for us. And it hasn't that much. No. Um, for, I mean, for for me, for me, it has. I really think there's only three potential Best Picture winners uh, uh, happening, period. Um, I don't think Dunkirk has won. Uh, I don't think The Post really is either. I feel like Dunkirk is much more a narrative to get NOLA director nomination that he hasn't had mm-hmm. yet. And I do think he'll do you get it.
2: Think he's likely to get a director without. Well, this has been going on for a while, but you know they don't yeah. match up more. So yeah, the, uh, the, no.
3: the, the split picture. between yeah, split between picture and director this, this decade uh, and especially the last five years has been pretty immense. But the yeah. connect, but and that used to be the big connection in the past of of you <laughs> know picture and director. But what it is now is picture and screenplay, and. Dunkirk is not winning screenplay. It's probably no. not even getting nominated. Um, no. Which when so I start I yeah. when I start combining things together uh, and and looking at at momentum in in my mind, the only things that can really win because you've also got the screenplay connection as well as SAG mm-hmm. and everything else is Lady Bird, Get Out, and Three Billboards.
2: And I then would when, say,
3: when you look at that, yeah. then you have to look at the films that are divisive, uh, mm-hmm. or potentially divisive, and things that are not. And I think that, for me, removes three billboards out, because it's now being kind of hit with a lot of think yeah. pieces and controversy over yeah. how it tackles uh, race and police violence. Uh, so then that just leaves Lady Bird and Get Out, both of which have incredible narratives with this year socially and politically, as mm-hmm. well as with the very drastically and, and uh, dramatically changing uh, academy. So yeah. that's, that's my two cents.
2: <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I don't disagree. Um, a lot, I mean, I like Call Me By Your Name, but it didn't. You know, everybody was swooning for it at the festivals, and, I mean, I appreciate it, and I think it's beautifully made, but it didn't blow me away like Moonlight did as far as being, you know, something that seemed new and different and using three different actors to play that one role and the way the story... it, It didn't strike me as much when I finally saw it as something as special, I guess. But I do like Michael Stuhlberg's... I mean, that his speech at the end made it for me, because Mm -hmm. you don't get that kind of acceptance from a parent and that understanding, especially in 1983. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it's like I, I appreciated that and his performance, just the way he treated his son with respect and kind of helped him along during a hard time, so... Yeah, but, I, uh, I, I
3: agree uh,
2: with you. But now, you know, I'm getting, you know, I read way too many readers' comments and stuff on these sites, <laughs> but it's like, you know, Lady Bird's been around for a while, right? So everybody, I mean, it got this, you know, 99% score and Rotten Tomatoes and everything. I loved it. You know, I appreciated it. I, I, I thought it was a great first effort by someone, and... I, you know, but now people are getting sick of it already. You know, They're going, it's not all that. Well, what is all that ever? <laughs> you
1: know? Yes. And
2: then, and then Shape of Water, I mean, I like Guillermo del Toro, but my favorite film of his is Pan's Labyrinth, and that's much more serious. This, I think he just tried to do too many things in this movie, and that's not always a bad thing, but it's kind of, you know, it wants to be a sci-fi romance and then it wants to make a statement about you know the way women were treated back then and people of color and you know there's a lot of things going on Richard Jenkins being gay and you know I, it, it just was like way too many things going on sometimes <laughs> and I, I don't know if that's good or bad because obviously it, it was um, you know the critic. The Critic Cho- Critics' Ch- Choice went for it big. Somebody gave it, like, tons, like, eight, mm-hmm. I think, nominations or whatever. But yeah, uh, like but then 14 on Critics' Choice. Yeah. Oh, 14. Okay. Yeah. But, but cool. uh, you yeah, know, but then, you know, I, it's gotten left out. It didn't get the um, SAG on Stumble, right? So
3: Yeah, and that's what put the brakes on that for me. Early in the year, like... Summer and, and pre-festival, was, this was my number one pick uh, oh, yeah. that I thought was going to go all the, all the way. And then it, you know, it hit the right festivals. It was at Telluride, Venice, and one at Venice. And I'm like, oh my god, here's the front runner. Uh, and it's, you know, it's still doing fine with the Globes and the Critics Choice. But that sad cast miss, yeah, was was huge. It was huge. Yeah, um, and you know, when I combine the the statistic of the SAG cast nomination being necessary for a best picture win, except for Braveheart in the first year. Um, And the fact that it is a December release and we still haven't had a December release win since million dollar baby. And it happened again this year. La La Land was a December release as well and missed SAG. Um, And Mm -hmm. I look at that and I'm like, I can't, I can't not, take that seriously as a, as a right. bellwether well, so it becomes yes. it gets really knocked down for me regardless of the globes and critics choice because mm-hmm. i mean to be that's they're not, not industry they're they're a part of the puzzle but they're not industry and right. the the, sa- the is is the big big red flag
1: yeah, yeah. do you think it, do you think that it was ever do you think it was ever a number 1 film though do you shape of what did it always like it was it was going to be there the whole way, but it was it was maybe not quite going to win. Maybe a contender for director. Was it ever? Was it ever that number one film? Like all the other films, just kind of swap places.
3: It was for me. I mean, I was really between that and the post, mm. uh, even though that defied the December release thing. But it, there was a lot of things that needed to happen in between. Then for me, anyway, for for that to to be realistic. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, I. It's it's really funny because I for the for the reasons that Susan said mm-hmm. that, that, you know, The Shape Otter has too many things going on, which I 100% agree with, uh, there's an element of that that sort of also then touches a lot of groups. and right. And they can pull from that the thing that speaks to them. But I do agree, Susan. It is – I love the movie, but it is so busy.
2: Hmm. <laughs> it's like – should have made it sooner, and then he could have made a, a sequel or something really. I don't know. and continue the story. But uh, they could have you know, little swimming babies or whatever. <laughs> anyway, but, um, yeah, I, I, um, I, I'm just trying to think what else. Yeah, you know, I am surprised the big sick isn't getting more love, but it mm, did get yeah. an ensemble. Yeah, you know?
3: that was that was a. Great and then
2: found yeah, Mudbound too. I, I don't know if, how much, I think it's admired more than Love for some reason, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I it's think getting, it, it's uh, getting yeah. a handful of, you know, ensemble wins from critics and stuff like that, but it's, it's so low level right now. Right, yeah. I don't know where it could possibly go.
2: Well, what would make me the happiest is if Greta Gerwig... And Jordan Peele were both nominated for best director. That would be an exciting thing.
3: So <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting it to happen.
2: Yeah. Well, the way you picked which ones are out there most, so yeah. Yeah. But uh, I do think uh, acting categories, except for um, best actress, are kind of a little easier to kind of winnow out what you know who will. Be on top this year. It seems. Yeah, I, th-
3: I think Best Actress is kind of locked in right now. It would be pretty tough. You do? I do. Yeah. I really do. Um, but for all- who's gonna win? Uh, no, no, no. Just for nominations. The so for who's okay, gonna win? Yes. And for who's gonna win is like totally up in the I air. I know.
2: No, no, it's great. That there's, there's so awesome. many strong perform- performances, and I think Sally Hawkins, uh, all of them, you know, from Shape of Water, has the best um, chance to, you know, maybe break through because mm-hmm. she's been nominated only once for um, Blue Jasmine, but this is her in a lead role finally. So,
3: I, I think there's a narrative uh, for all five. Uh, yeah, like, no, you're uh, right. Actresses, and that's kind of really fun. I like that.
2: Yeah, no, it's great, and uh, and I, I very early on I declared that the year of the mother because there's a whole yes. lot of mothers. <laughs> <years>. <laughs> this,
3: this is a, a really huge mother-daughter year.
2: Yeah, um, yeah no, and no, it's, it's great.
3: It's funny because I was doing you know my my write-ups and my all my post-mortems. And, you know, looking into the histories and, and stuff. And, you know, I know we kind of always kind of keep coming back to, like, Million Dollar Baby. It's like, this is the last December release and the last female-fronted movie to win Best Picture. And then I look mm-hmm. at Lady Bird and I go back to Terms of Endearment as the last mother-daughter, mm-hmm. you know, right. focused film to win. Right. And mm-hmm. and there are certainly elements... Uh, of the relationship that are similar, obviously not subject and theme or anything, right. and 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 I think I think even one of the things that's really great about uh, Lady Bird is that it will speak to you know current and younger generation voters, yeah. and it will speak to the voters that voted for terms of endearment. There's gonna there's going to be elements of that that will draw them in.
2: Mm. Well, I wonder, you know, I, I haven't seen any demographic mention about who's going to see Lady Bird, but I, I can imagine, you know, mothers and daughters, you know, and older women and younger mm-hmm. women going to that because it is set in a certain era, and if you've raised any daughters or you know any... Daughters, <laughs> you know, <laughs> these relate to. We've all been daughters, if we're, you know, mm-hmm. we, we had parents. So, you know, I think uh, it's a very relatable film done well. I still like Three Billboards. I like Martin Madonna a lot, and I'm not so sure, you know, if the way he handled that issue about, you know, allowing him to kind of have a change of heart at some point if that's what people are responding to that doesn't seem realistic, or... I don't know.
1: Well, but, I mean,
3: uh, McDonald's films aren't realistic to begin with. Um no, I, 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 I think sometimes <laughs> you have to kind of go in with that, but at the same time, this is probably his most uh, compassionate and his most uh, right. traditional film. Yeah. Um, which is, which is why I think that, critically, it was such a, a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. But it's I, I I will almost always now default to what uh, Sasha says every year, and mm-hmm. that's that when you get to, you know, the best picture ballot, it's not always number ones that gets you in. You know, it's getting the number right. twos right. and number threes. Right. Um, and... And it's about not being a divisive film. I, I don't know if in this era uh, and this type of, of voting and balloting that it has that you can win if you are a uh, a divisive film in any way.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, Sasha also said if you should think, you know, you know this very well, but, you know, most of the voters, the biggest group, um least for nominating, but, you know, for voting, too, is the acting group. And I think, you know, that seems like the, the, you know, big push they had to, you know, basically almost, you know, add a third more people to the voters at the Academy and diversity and a little more youth. I think um, that might also play a part in yeah. changing
1: their tastes a bit. Well, think, but who uh, knows? Yeah, it's interesting that I remember when Spotlight was in the running and I, I I predicted it, was, it as my number one. Uh, and then when, when Rachel McAdams got in at the site, right. I thought the, the actors really, really loved this. Not that she didn't deserve it, but it was a bit of a surprise. And that's when I knew it was going to win Best Picture. And I think Woody Hamilton well, getting in this year, Woody Hamilton, says something. Yeah, maybe not the same. Right. Maybe not so the same. Yeah, but it three says of them. something. Yeah. yeah. Get about the actors loving yeah. this film, so
2: yeah, because um, you know, there are. I, I wrote about this too, and you know this already, Eric. But you know, there's a lot of great ensembles this year, like, mm. and I my favorite might be Three Billboards. I mean, the depth of that is like amazing because <laughs> you know? I even I just wrote an ode to Peter Dinklage in the movie, and he's in what <laughs> two seats, but every mm. every moment he's on the screen is like precious to me because I just always enjoy him. And I, 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 I thank Martin McDonough for giving him a chance to be with these great people and play off of them. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, I, I just, you know, that, that's something, you know, you, you don't get in every movie. Uh-huh. You give him such great part, but you know, it's funny too, with um like the darkest hour, you know, uh, you would think that any other year, maybe that would be such a, you know, like Dunker, uh, a real, you know, typical Oscar movie. But I, I think there's more love for Gary Oldman than there is the movie. I don't know if you. Yeah, know that no,
3: right, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And and he was another person that when when that that first picture of him in makeup came out in March, that that was yeah, yeah. it. And there was no moving yeah. him from the number one spot. That was that was it was done. It was is, one of those things.
2: Yeah, but he. I think he's great in it, but I also think it's about time for him. Mm. So you know, it's it's more like a Leo or DiCaprio kind of thing, where maybe you know he's been great in so many things, but you know this is the one that seems to get him over the line into actually winning. You know, I, I
3: would I would say it's a little different from Leo since he came in with multiple nominations, but it's um it's it's strange because you know early in the year I I could I saw Darkest Hour being a little more formidable as a competitor and not really just a a, a Gary Oldman play and that's it and that's kind of what it's looking like now yeah, which is weird because it feels like a like the kind of thing that that would win. 5 10 20 years ago. Uh, yeah. And not not so much now. Yeah. Um it's but then his competition. behind him is is pretty f- still pretty far. I thought uh yeah. Timothée Chalamet would to prove to be a little bit more uh competition. He's done great with with weaker than I expected it to be. Plus, you know, yeah. he's 20. He'll be 22 years old at the time of Nomens that would awaken the youngest winner ever. So, yeah. w- it's it's tough.
1: <laughs> Isn't James Franco like his biggest competition now? I know that sounds a bit ridiculous, but... In uh, I is- don't
3: think so, no. Who
1: do you think is, then?
3: I think Chalamet is his biggest competition.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah.
3: Even more than but- Daniel Day-Lewis.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 See, I, I always, I would give Daniel Day-Lewis an Oscar nomination every year if he made a movie. <laughs> <But> <laughs> looks like he's not going to again, but I doubt that. I, I can't think he will stay away forever. So.
3: Yeah, I think but, he'll be uh, back in five years after he's, you know, finished his, his dressmaking and, <laughs> and wants to do something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But, uh, and I'm just trying to see.
3: It's well, the, get out. Yeah, I mean, Best Actor is a really fun category, actually.
2: Yeah. Well, now people are thinking, um, Daniel, and I don't know how to say his last name, I'm sorry, but... Paluuya. Uh, ...might be yeah. coming on strong, which is good. Oh, yeah. because early on, I wrote a column about whether there's going to be a diversity problem or not because, you know, Mudbound, it, it still isn't being talked about as much, and I think... Um, I don't know if Mary J. Blige is going to make it into the mm. supporting category or not. And um, but I think uh, you know, I think he has a good chance of getting in. He got nominated for SAG, right? Yep. Mm, did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good sign.
3: Yeah, and he'll get a BAFTA nomination too. Then, so he'll have everything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. It, <laughs> To see that, but like I said, my most exciting hope is that we have a female and a black director actually competing
1: again. So, and if yeah, if Catherine Keener Keener pops in supporting actress, I think we'll have a good idea about get out chances as well. I think,
3: right? Mm. I, 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 Keener had a good chance of getting in at SAC because they really like her, and she gets in sometimes as the as a you know, a Another nomination with her cast nomination. She's done very, very well with that, but mm. but uh, she did not make it in.
1: <laughs> no, no.
2: But see, there's too many mothers in that category. There's already. I don't know. <laughs> did Holly Hunter get in for SAG?
3: She she got in SAG, but not the Globes. Yeah.
2: Right, because Allison Janney, and then um,
3: Laurie Metcalf, Holly Holmes, it's, so, yeah.
2: it's a lot of mothers.
3: So. It is a lot of mothers. <laughs>
2: Not that there's anything wrong with that. So. Mm-hmm.
3: It's a it's a great category, and actually, supporting actress once again has the highest ratio of uh, diversity and potential diversity uh, right. with with Oscar nominations, uh, with Mary J. Blige and Octavia Spencer and Hong Chow and. That's right you know Tiffany haddish which is a yeah. long shot but she is still in the running um, it's in it's again just the category that has the most chance um, right. which when you look at it one way is a good thing but when you look at it another way means that the lead roles are just simply not being given uh, to Two people to people of color oh. yeah because a- actress yeah. has has none. There's nobody. Not even if you. No, I, I know. At A realistic top ten.
2: Right. Exactly.
3: It's, it's, it's there's not, There's no one. No. Right. And that's that is but really it, unfortunate.
2: But it might not be as bad as years ago. So. No.
3: <laughs> no. It, it definitely is not as bad as those two years. Those were. Those were pretty pretty awful,
2: but yeah. Well, somebody, and I forget who did this, um, oh, Mark Harris, I think, wrote something about how the movies that continually get popped up, you know, in competing for Best Picture, the issues that they address, so who, you know, which one is going to be the one that talks to the most people, I guess, mm-hmm. and, uh. It'll be interesting to see because I think even with everything that's going on in Hollywood with um, all the uh, sexual allegations, I think it would be nice if the women, you know, get part of the best picture pie as well. And I think, you know, with three billboards and Frances McDormand hasn't had a lead role since Fargo, okay? Her husband can't hire a <laughs> yeah. I mean, she did have Olive Kittredge which I so adored, and she was great in that. But I'm, I'm glad to see her have this. So even whatever people think of the movie itself, maybe, you know, I think she has a pretty good chance of winning if it stays in there the way it has. So, well, yeah, but, I agree. But it's an interesting year, but it's a very frustrating one when you're we're trying to make sense of it, because As, it's just not there yet.
3: That, that's why, for me, this is the most fun year in a really long time, because I, th- I think sometimes people that do this, you know, this ox- Oscar predicting, are almost yeah. a two minds. Either... It gets very, very boring very quickly because there's a front runner or just one or two, and you're just like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. Hmm. There's not a lot of things you talk about, so that sort of invites lots of, well, maybe this will happen just to keep conversation going. And then the other side is what's happening right now where nothing is for sure, everything's up in the air, and it gives us more conversation. It gives us more things to talk about. I love that. Yeah.
2: But do you like that they changed? Uh, like I liked when they hit, You had to fill out ten movies because I do think there is usually at least ten movies each year that are worthy. You I, know? Would, and I
3: would much prefer what they did in two thousand nine and two thousand ten with just the flat they, ten.
2: Yeah, mm. me too. And then and then wonderful films got in like District Nine or you know. Winter's Bone, or you know, kids are all right. You know, finally, women found a spot in there, and sci-fi started catching on. But it really, you know, there's still very prejudiced against certain kinds of movies. You know, and yes. it seems like, you know, they're n- you know, except for Lord of the Rings, they haven't given a fantasy film anything. Or mm-hmm. now, if Get Out gets in, you know, then that's kind of a horror movie. I don't think it's a comedy. I think it's a satire. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I, it'll be no, a I
3: agree. Scene. But it, I mean, a satire is generally comedic in in nature. I think one of the great things about Get Out is how how many genres it crosses and, mm. and does so yeah. so successfully. That's that's yeah. one of its its best qualities. Yeah. I understand the blowback that that happened with. The mm-hmm. Golden Globe placement in comedy, but it also came from you know people that don't follow this. So it was, and and I don't you know mean any disrespect yeah. to people that were like, this isn't a comedy. This is this is what things are like. Uh, that's I totally understand that. But speaking purely in terms of filmmaking and genres and awards and it's completely appropriate. well yeah. As the Globes are so weirdly archaic by having a comedy musical <laughs> category anyway. It's it doesn't really speak to very you know much anything contemporary. I think yeah. Get Out would have done extremely well had it had it only been, you know, a single Best Picture category.
2: Yeah, but now um, did they nominate The Showman?
3: They did. The Globes did.
2: Yes. Know. See, that's. And you know why? Because they like Hugh Jackman, and, and, and you know it's like it has, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just being prejudiced here and assuming it's probably not that great. But <laughs> I don't know. Have you? Do you know anyone who's seen it?
3: Yeah, I haven't heard very great things about it. I know a lot of people like the soundtrack, yeah. but it's like um, I, I, I don't. There's I have no. I don't have very good feelings about it. But. Well, I'm if, just
2: seeing a lot of excitement and anticipation for it. So
3: comedy musical category. There were two bonus and they I I, I didn't th- it made sense that they picked it because it just
2: extra the extra mile to promote
3: Yeah, he's he's at he's you know doing Q and A's and he's I'm doing uh, everything to promote this. Oh, it's right. he's, I mean he's, he's, he's not, not messing around.
2: Right. Yeah. They have special screening here and on- all that, so, but uh, it sounds like you think the post isn't going to be part of the conversation much longer. I, I,
3: I, I think it will be part of the conversation because it is timely and it's um uh it it, it makes sense, but um it's still the 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 December thing and the and the 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 SAG thing. Because other films have had months to gain momentum and be in the conversation, and it just is too difficult for for a, a movie with this kind of release date. Uh, it's not even going wide till mid mid January, um, and I and I, I I think they're they're probably banking or hoping that the Globes do really well by them because you know yeah. that's that's the first weekend of the month, and then the next midweek you know the the film goes wide and they can kind of capitalize on that but i now i think it'll it's a top five film but i i am I, i i would not put it in in contention for best pick because it's just it's too late
2: but it's interesting with the florida project because people you know i mean i I felt when I saw that I go oh William Defoe being normal. Okay, this this is the change of pace for him. So, <laughs> you know, people are going to notice him a little more this time. But I just surprised. You know, <coughs> excuse me. You know, it hasn't hasn't gotten much more attention in other categories. Other well, than him,
3: actually, I mean, I I I, I collate all of the. Uh, uh, Critics uh, wins throughout the season because I just am a crazy person and I love lists and all that stuff. <laughs> um, and right now, the Florida Project is just behind Get Out with the most Best Picture wins. So, but that's it, it for critics, has, exactly, exactly. But this is the this is the momentum and this is the the, okay. the in the, the in the conversation that keeps a film afloat. Um, and you know, Willem Dafoe has ten supporting actor wins. He's he's yes. going to absolutely destroy this. He's he's gonna win and it's yes. awesome and I'm super excited that, no,
2: that he's, no, he's
3: getting that. Um but yeah, so like Get Out has five wins, Florida Project has four and then everybody else has the you know twos and ones and just kind of All over the me- place meandering and it's all over the place, which is great. <laughs> I I love it. Well. But I, I think the flora project will will do well. I think it's going to get a uh, uh, a picture nomination. Um, Sean Baker's gotten Love director uh, mm-hmm. wins. Obviously, you know we're we're going to be looking at the, the the next two big industry awards: the PGA, Producers Guild, and the Thank Directors Guild, and that's going to tell us a lot too. Yeah. Um, even though I, I think one of the reasons we're seeing so many different. Uh, uh, turnouts between mm-hmm. those guilds and the Oscars is because the the AMPUS membership is smaller than all of those and it's changing right. fast than all of those. Uh, PGA, right. DGA uh, uh, aren't incorporating the same types of initiatives that that the Academy did. Right.
2: So those right. lineups aren't
3: changing that much.
2: No, it's like white older men, all yeah. the way through,
3: almost. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah,
2: and, and that still is. I mean, The Academy's yeah. majority
3: is still that, too, but there is right. enough to tip the balance now.
2: Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, it should reflect a wider range of tastes and perspectives, because otherwise it doesn't mean anything to, you know, say that that's the best, but I always like um, looking at what wins each year, and people go, how did that win? Well, if you go back to that, you know, year, and you look at what happened, there's uh, often a reason why they went for that, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And if you divorce it from its environment and what was going on at the time, it, it is harder to realize what the heck were they thinking, you know? So who knows? I mean, this sure. year, so many of these films speak to what we're going through now. It, it's it's pretty incredible. So that that probably, I guess, is a good thing. I don't know. Uh-huh. But I am interested in saying is it the Globes that said they're going to use all female presenters? Is
3: that uh, Screen Actors screen Guild answers. is using all female presenters? Oh,
2: screen Screen Actors. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they
3: and they have a host for the very first time, and and it's uh, Kristen yeah. Bell.
2: Right. Well, they have had. Oh, screen actors Guild never did.
3: Okay. No, they never yeah. have.
2: Well, started with uh, Ricky Gervais. Like he would not be good. I don't think. No. Right. Now. <laughs> 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 I, I
3: I think Seth Meyers is a fantastic choice. I'm just yeah. Glad. No, he he's and Jimmy Fallon yeah. again.
2: Yeah. No, that didn't quite work out. He was awful, right? As I recall. He's too
3: scared of you know yes. saying anything controversial and, upset
2: any, you know.
3: yeah he was he was the other end of the spectrum of, of ricky gervais and i think that seth myers is 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 it, gonna a be
2: middle ground
3: yeah yeah a good little uh, goldilocks pick there
2: right. <laughs> mm-hmm. well the saga award is is often i don't find it very like exciting in any way <laughs> because it seems a little more canned the most yes. I mean, there are moments sometimes, but um, Globes, you know, that's still the one that you'll get something to talk about the next day a little bit more. So Yes. But I, it's, I think, really, I, I said this after the Harvey Weinstein stuff started pouring out, is that there should be all women, just to make a statement and say, you know, really, you know... <laughs> There's enough great women in movies this year they, they could very well fill every slot with someone get warned. Now, it's going to be interesting with Casey Affleck, though.
3: Yeah, but, they, but I, I think they're, I mean, obviously, you know, SAG making all women do it uh, relieves him of the duty. Oh, wait, no, because Denzel Washington won that. No, nope. um, one SAG. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure that his publicists and his agents will find him Work that he has to do. <laughs> so that he doesn't At have to Oscars? show up. Yeah, so he okay. doesn't have to show up.
2: Oh, he'll be making a movie somewhere very far away. Okay. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Hopefully he and is. Actually, he'll be happy for it.
1: So, yes, yes. yeah. So, too.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Anything you'd like to say, Robin, to us? Anything we.
2: <laughs> I feel like we've just
3: like, completely railroaded the conversation, Robin. Sorry.
1: Um, I'll tell you a funny story. I, my, I had my computer was crashing. I had to go rush get my charger, plug it in, and I don't think we even noticed.
3: <laughs> I heard, a, I heard a, I heard a blip from, oh. from Skype. So, um, yeah. Hope, hopefully, you know it wasn't too much of a time, you know, of no, no. recording But, no, no. but you know, Al, Al can can just be a be a whiz in the editing room and, and have it all make sense.
1: He is. Yeah, he's, he does he does a great job. <laughs> okay, but the offer's still out there if you
2: want to know anything we didn't
1: touch it. No, I mean, um, when you mentioned Dunkirk uh, at the beginning, I found that quite interesting because it's, it's all I'm not on the gurus of going like that, but it's been my number one, and it's still there now. And only now am I starting to um, wobble, um, because I try and cover my ears yep. when the, the SAG stats are read out and things like that. I cover my ears, la-la-la-la-la, because I, I like to try and s- see it a different way, and I think, because there's so many films this year, um, mm-hmm. people are going to vote that, and when it comes to preferential ballot as well, it's going to be... Oh, I'd, love to, I'd just love to get my hands on them, because there'll be ones, twos, and it's going to be so interesting mm-hmm. how it turns out. I can just see Dunkirk just seems to be the only... The only consistent film that's still sort of under the water, just it's still there, like *Darkest Hour* as and *Battle of the Sexes* have have, have gone, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But this just feels don't yeah. Just feels like it's still going to be there when all the mess has been tidied up. It's you know. Mm-hmm. So, but as you say, it could be a split again, which. Which is always nice. Um, the only thing that's making me worry now is *Lady Bird*. Not worry, but I think that's that for me. That's the only film that can beat *Dunkirk*. You know, I'm saying mm-hmm. that now. And people will hear me say that and all think I'm a nutter. But that's I'm sticking. <laughs> I'm sticking by my guns because I stuck with *Moonlight*. I stuck with *Spotlight* when people thought I was silly, and th- and that was by those two films. Yeah. Given *The Revenant* and *La La Land*, could easily have just swept. Um. So I'm going to stick to it, um, but about Lady Bird is starting to make me think that might go and win, you know, and it might win director. And if Nolan doesn't get in for director, DGA or, or with the Academy, that's definitely over. Yeah. then. But it looks to me like Lady Bird. I don't know. It's just, and I also think Margot Robbie is going to win Best Actress. I'm not. I'm not going to shift on that. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to shift. I just think. I just when I saw that I haven't actually seen the film yet, believe it or not, but that's what I'm sticking with, and and you know my opinion of the film doesn't is shouldn't really influence that anyway. Just going yeah. by what what we read, what you see, try not to take too much buzz into account. But I just I just well, I don't know. It just feels like I don't know if she's going to double with Alice and Jenny. I don't know if she's going to do that, which would be nice because Alice and Jenny's also got the career. It could be very much a career win this year with Nolan. Danny uh Defer. You could be looking at a lot of career Oscars, but oh. I know
3: which is so weird because they normally just don't care about that. It's mm-hmm. it's the you know the the Al Pacinos and the Paul Newman's are mm-hmm. are the outliers of you know a handful of people that get eight nominations and never mm-hmm.
1: win. Yeah,
3: right. So it's, they they don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, Defoe, they've not recognized well, they... Defoe a lot, have they? I mean, because he does the type of films Gary Oldman does when he plays those type of characters. So it's nice that they right. actually might look, they look like they're the favourites, and deservedly, perhaps, as well, rather than just, yeah. you know, I don't think maybe DiCaprio deserved it for that, or Pacino deserved it for that, or whatever, but this might actually be, you know, a bit more warranted.
3: Yeah, but, uh, that, Defoe yeah. playing against type mm. uh, is... And being, you know, already a two-time nominee is a is huge for him. That's it's that's a great narrative. Yeah.
2: Well, he you know he brought that whole movie together because it was a lot of actors in the in that film that have not acted before. And I think his professionalism and his what he was aiming for. I think he probably set the scene for the whole movie that you know the little kids or. You know, the woman who played um, Mooney's mom and everything. I mean, they're all newcomers. And I think he did a lot to make the audience feel comfortable with seeing people who weren't, you know, they were ad-libbing or whatever, these little kids and and everything. And I think, you know, it was fine. He, He had enough presence in that movie. It didn't matter that you didn't know anyone else in it necessarily yeah. Yeah. he kind of kept it going in a way that you know it was kind of a rarity I think
3: I think it's kind of fascinating that it's very likely we're going to have two winners in a row in supporting actor that are playing father figures to poor kids in Florida <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird thing but it's <laughs> it's totally going to happen <laughs>
2: Well, that's okay. It says something about Florida. It, it does have its issues, so um, why
1: not?
3: it's it's it's, it's kind of neat. It's it's weird because you've got Mahershala Ali, who's only in the first third of, of Moonlight, but his mm-hmm. impact is kind of throughout the whole film. And then okay. Willem Dafoe is peppered throughout the whole film, right? And and right. is very much the the heart. And he's 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 the closest, I think, to the audience cipher as you could have.
2: Right. Yeah. But, um, I think, um, what I also find interesting to hear is how many of the films that are in the conversation overlap with other, their casts. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Stuhlberg is like in three movies that could be up for Oscars. Yep. So, <laughs> it's amazing. And, and so is uh, Caleb Landry Jones. Jones, yeah. Oh, and like,
1: <laughs> and Lucas, Hedges, Lucas Hedges is in a couple of films as well, not Last year's Lucas Hedges who was nominated last year's. Oh, yeah, yeah. He turns up he's in, in a couple three, of films.
2: Birds Bird and Lady Bird too, right? Yeah, 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 he yeah, well. right?
1: yeah,
3: And yeah, like like you were saying, Susan Timothy Chalamet is also in two, and right. It's it's great.
2: It's it's uh, wacky. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's probably what I'm going to write about because I don't know what's going to be nominated for Oscars. <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> slight hint, but uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say what'll make the cut just yet. So it's so, hard for me to go on a limb so soon.
1: So I will have to um, wrap this up. Unfortunately, to, uh, obviously, I can. I'd say I'd like to talk forever, but I'd like to listen some more. <laughs> but it's been it's been great actually. Um, just to wrap up, do you have? Any um, sort of hunchy <laughs> surprises that you think will get in at the last hour. Is there any but any it could be personal, it could whatever you want, but is there anything you think they might like Carell did with the you know with a sack, is there anything like that when it comes to the Academy Award nominations you think they might sneak in? Um
3: well, I, I, well, go ahead Susan, I've I gotta think about this.
2: No, I mean, <laughs> I, well, she was nominated for uh, SAG, but Tim- uh, Timothy Hayden. No, what's her name? Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany she, uh, she, yeah, she could make it, in, um she could be the Marissa Tomei of this year or something. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I think she, I think she has a, a a great outside chance as well. I, I definitely yeah. think so. Um, I'm I'm kind of doing a little bit in at least with this, some, some hope dicting um <laughs> in that maybe Leslie Manville or Vicky Cripps, uh from Phantom Thread can. Yeah. Get in. Um I, I I think Best Actress is, is gonna be a much harder one to get in, but she would be uh a perfect nominee. Would
2: Leslie, say- Leslie
3: was- Manville I think might stand a chance.
2: Yeah. But she's I've been seeing people touting her even more than Daniel Day-Lewis, because obviously you think he's going to be genius and everything, but she's like, uh, they like newcomers in supporting roles. You know, Mm -hmm. they like to reward, you know, people who, just as much as they like to reward people like Willem Dafoe, you know, they like to annoy people into the group, so it, it could happen with her, too.
3: Yeah, she but she's in she's in lead, which is making it uh more oh, difficult.
2: She in lead? Okay. Yeah, never mind. She, she
3: yeah, she's in lead. <laughs> um but she is the best she is the the best performance in the film for me by by far.
2: Um well, you know Leslie Manville was married to Gary Oldman
3: at one point. I this know. Is her-
2: I know that would be a nice reunion.
3: <laughs> it would. It would be an interesting reunion. Do they still get along?
1: Um, they still get along? I don't
3: know. <laughs> and Daniel Day Lewis has a decent track record of bringing in his supporting actresses when he's nominated. So mm-hmm. I can I look at at Leslie Manville as a potential. Again, it's such a late, late in the game thing that there's you know unless enough people in the Academy see it and are like, yes, absolutely, uh, it would be really tough for for Leslie Manville to get in but I can
1: see it a yeah, bit of supporting a bit supporting characters where there's any surprises i think because there's still kind of there's still kind of three slots available in each one if that makes sense there's still there's two two absolute solid they're nailed on uh but there's three slots where you can just sneak mm-hmm. in you know if you get that little bit of last minute momentum or you know just you never know it depends where the watch i is. think
3: Supporting actor is going to be one of the most interesting things to watch because, you know, every year we're kind of wondering, you know, when we'll have two supporting actors from the same film again, because we haven't since right. 1992. Mm. And this year we have three movies, all with potential for that to right. happen. Mm. Uh, right. And like we were talking about earlier on the podcast, Woody Harrelson's SAG nomination really kind of puts uh, him and Sam Rockwell out in front of that possibly yeah. happening.
1: Well, yeah, definitely.
3: Definitely.
2: Well, so Woody Harrelson also was in like five movies this year.
3: Yeah, he's, like, he's got more of the Planet of the I mean, Apes. He's He's got a good, a good 2017 this well, year.
2: Well, I want him to get nominated because I want to look at, you know, back when Cheers was on, <laughs> I would never think he would have a career like this.
3: And Oscar nominations.
2: Mm. Right. No, it's amazing. He He's really, you know, an essential part of our movie going experience now. So, you Absolutely. know, he, he he's more versatile than you ever would think of
1: him. <laughs> I mean. Fantastic. Anyway. Yeah, well, um, certainly must do this again maybe after christmas that was very fun hopefully we'll know a little bit we'll know a little bit more then um yeah because you never know what happens well when
2: i mean there's not going to be anything announced for a while right when is the next big
3: the the next is uh not till january you've got writers guild on the fourth producers guild on the fifth and bafta on the ninth and the actual Golden globe's on the seventh so my goodness, that's going to be a busy week.
1: Yeah, let's let's get together after the BAFTA nominations then, uh, and we'll. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, because it's been great listening to you guys, and you know you know what you're talking about, and uh, hopefully we'll get this edited and posted tomorrow. Um, so really, as I can really appreciate it, honestly. Okay. Well, oh, thank hi. you. Yeah, yeah thanks for was having fun. Me. And I'm going no oh, to ask you to join me, again. me
2: clarify my thoughts a bit, so that helps too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and as I say, I will invite you both again. Maybe we'll get Sasha on and, you know, make, make this yeah. a two, two and a half hour thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really good to talk We'll town, see about it. that. <laughs> 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 Fabulous. Well, thanks again, guys, uh, Eric and Susan. Thanks. Much appreciated. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, Bye now.